This is Joan Boney speaking. Years ago, there was a church group called Holy Rollers. And they would have, so to speak, the spirit come upon them and they'd roll on the floor. I can guarantee you that was not the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit never makes us do anything. The Holy Spirit does not take over your body and cause you to jump up and down and or move around the room or do any motion. The Holy Spirit brings information to us to show us the will of God. The Holy Spirit is a gentle voice every time I've heard the Holy Spirit. It's been just a thought would come into my mind, a gentle voice. I don't know any scripture at all in the New Testament displaying the Holy Spirit in any other way. In fact, in the New Testament, Jesus Christ said the following about the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John sixteen thirteen. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, meaning he doesn't speak of his own ideas, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. You don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. I know some people are. But the Holy Spirit is a great gift from God. He teaches us all things. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said. He reminds us of all scriptural examples. He reminds us of all concepts given us by Jesus. It's very valuable. The Holy Spirit is very valuable to us. He guides us into all truth and he shows us things to come by the will of God. The Holy Spirit lives in the believer and brings thoughts to our mind to show us these things. Now, angels are another matter. In Genesis 19, the angels went to destroy the city of Gomorrah, uh, Sodom. And Lot lived in Sodom. Lot was uh, Abraham's nephew. And before they could destroy Sodom, those angels had to get Lot out of the city. And Lot didn't respond too quickly. So they just grabbed his hand and drug him and his family out of the city, the two angels. Because they were going to destroy that city. So angels can be very strong and forceful, but there is no example of the Holy Spirit doing that. There is no example of the Holy Spirit ever forcing us to do anything. The Holy Spirit shows us what God wants, and we have a choice of whether or not 
we are going to follow the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul said, quench not the Spirit. And that means when the Holy Spirit gives us a word to speak or reminds us of something, a story which God wants us to share, yield to the Holy Spirit is what Paul is saying. Quench not the Spirit. I was visiting with my aunt long after I was born again, and I was already on radio from coast to coast, and so I was had been in the ministry for a while. I was visiting with my favorite aunt. She was Church of Christ. I heard very clearly from the Spirit of God, in the form of a thought brought to my mind, tell her about being taken into heaven. Well, there's no way that I would have planned to do that. Church of Christ member, you're going to tell a Church of Christ member something supernatural? But I was sure the Holy Spirit was leading me. I just sort of gritted my teeth and swallowed and said, Aunt Artis, I need to tell you about when I was taken into heaven. This happened right after I became a Christian, after I was born again. Happened in the night, I was asleep, and I was transported into heaven. I was with God, and I was with Christ, and I was with the Holy Spirit. I saw no visions as far as images of people. It was all in the Spirit. And at that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing And as I told her this story, I noticed sort of a dreamy look come over her face. And I said to her, and it happened to me a second time. Twice this happened to me. And my aunt said, something like that happened to me once, and it was all golden. It was a great moment for me. To hear that from my aunt, I doubt she ever told anybody that story but me. We yield ourselves to speak what we hear from God. If I'm speaking to you and God reminds me of a story, that's what I speak. But if I'm reminded of a scripture, that's what I speak. That's being led by the Holy Spirit. I attended a small church one Sunday, visiting that church. The pastor was teaching. And all of a sudden, a woman jumped up and said, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! And she waved her hands in the air and she ran all the way around the room and the people got excited and laughed and the pastor laughed and I was horrified. I knew this was not the Holy Spirit but another spirit, some other kind of spirit. I came away and I said to God, That was not the Holy Spirit. I know That was not the Holy Spirit. And I was reminded of Scripture, which confirmed to me this was not the Holy Spirit. I was reminded of 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. 
let all things in the church, in the gathering of the church, let all things, Paul says, be done decently and in order. This woman was out of order. She disrupted the flow of the Spirit of God. She took over the meeting. She usurped the pastor. Every time I have ever given a word of knowledge at church, it has been when the teacher said, does anyone have a word from the Lord? I never interrupted a church service ever. Never, ever. This would be out of order to do such a thing. You sit there quietly until you are invited, until there is an invitation to give a word. And then, decently and in order, that word is given, and if anyone else has a word, they can give a word. I never did have our pastor give an invitation like that, but our Bible class teacher always did. Every time he taught Bible class, at some point he would say, does anyone have a word from the Lord? So if you did, you were invited to present that word. Paul spoke once about the women keeping silence in the churches. And I'm sure this is what he was talking about. They were interrupting the church service. And in that passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, God took me to that and said, look at what these women were doing. And it said, if they would learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is a shame for women to speak in the churches. And it is. It's a shame for them to interrupt a service by asking questions or by like that woman did. It's a shame for that to happen. It should not happen. It's out of order. Another scripture that Paul, uh, God took me to on this same subject of women in the churches is in Acts chapter 21. Philip the evangelist had four daughters who did prophesy. Prophecy is for the church. They would have to speak at church to prophesy. And by this, God persuaded me that it is in order for a woman to present prophecy or orderly things, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, gifts of the Holy Spirit, that would be in order in the church service provided it was presented by the leader who of the church service provided there was an invitation to present a word from the Lord. Otherwise, you just keep silence in the church. That's what God taught me about the subject. But the Holy Spirit never takes over and makes us do anything. Yet Paul says, quench not the Spirit. When I was a new Christian in 1975 and thereafter, this probably happened about 1977. I was in a prayer group at a home, a woman's home in the neighborhood. 
and probably 10 to 12 women came to the prayer group. It was open to men, but it was usually all women. And the women prayed for various things. At one meeting, everyone had their head bowed and somebody was praying and I heard from God by the Spirit, look up. I opened my eyes and looked up and on the wall, I clearly saw an outline of a part of the human body. And I'm talking to God while they're praying. And I said, I know that's a part of the body, but I don't know what it is. And from the Holy Spirit, I heard stomach. I said, oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's a stomach. I remembered the old Pepto-Bismol commercials of the stomach. So when the women quit praying, I became bold enough to say, does anyone have a stomach problem? And this one woman said, I do, I do. And I'm sure everybody prayed for her. God started me on this subject of word of knowledge. That's how he showed it to me, was an outline on the wall. And after that, it happened all the time to me. I would be in our Bible class our, uh, on Sunday mornings, and I would always receive word of knowledge, while usually while the song service was going on. It seemed to me like that's when most often I received these words of knowledge. At one time, uh, the teacher invited me to speak at his meeting, a night meeting that he had, and before I could speak, he was leading a song service, and word of knowledge began coming to me, and I, they were coming so fast that I had to take a pencil and write it down. And there were 24 words of knowledge that came to me that night. I don't remember ever speaking to the church group. I think I just presented these words of knowledge. Word of knowledge is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's turn to that. Paul is speaking in this passage of scripture about spiritual gifts. In verse 4, Paul says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. In other words, there are differences in the way we go about presenting these materials or hearing from God. I frequently saw it outlined on a solid wall. Other people might just hear a word. I don't know what they do, but that's how I saw it. That's how God showed it to me. Paul says, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are differences of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Now, to me, the difference in the word of wisdom and word of knowledge would be wisdom shows you what to do about the situation. 
to me, knowledge is just that the situation exists, like somebody has a stomach problem. It doesn't necessarily show me what to do about the problem, but a word of wisdom would. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he, God, wills. As God wills. Not as we will, as God wills. But once again, the Spirit would not take over and make you do anything. The Spirit simply informs you. It's up to you to have the courage at the right point in time to present what you've heard from God, especially in a setting where it's like a Bible class and the teacher is in charge, the teacher says, does anyone have a word from the Lord? Then you are invited in a decent and orderly way to present that word. If he didn't say that, I wouldn't present it. I just wouldn't do it. And I've never been in a situation where God gave me a word of knowledge that I didn't, that at some point the teacher didn't say that. I never did receive a word of knowledge in the 11 o'clock service. God never gave me one at that service. And I would assume it's because there was no invitation given by the pastor to present a word from the Lord. It was pretty closed. The 11 o'clock service, mostly it wasn't anything from spontaneous from the Holy Spirit. But the Bible class always was that way. I was always in, we were always invited to give a word from the Lord. So if there is no invitation, I don't believe I would try to give one. I would just sit there and, of course, no. God's never given me one when there was no invitation. He's never had me do anything uninvited. So the first thing you should know about the Holy Spirit is he's not going to take over and make you do anything. To my knowledge, I've never heard of it, and I certainly don't see it in the Bible. Let's look once again at the four things that Paul, that Jesus said the Holy Spirit does. John 14, 26. Jesus says, The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And then Jesus said, And he will bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. John sixteen thirteen. Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of Truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself of His own ideas, but whatsoever He shall hear from God, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come.
It is not like a fortune teller of the world who tries to find out things to come. You don't do that, ever. I never, ever ask God to show me something to come. This is all done by the will of God. Most of the time when I've been shown things to come, it's been through dreams. There was a a time I had three dreams about the same event. This was somewhere around 1982. The first dream scared me to death. It was, I was in a tall glass building and something began to happen outside. The building began shaking and it was like bombs, bombs were falling on the building and I thought the building was going to fall in on us. Then we were walking in a kind of a corridor and someone had hold of my hand and was leading me. And in that moment, I knew things would never be the same again. I had no idea what it meant, except I was worried about the banking industry in 1982. I thought it might pertain to the collapse of a bank because it was a tall glass building. You can have a dream that is true, but you might not have the right interpretation, and I certainly didn't on this one. Then I had another dream. My mother and I were in New York City, and we went over to New Jersey, and we're looking back at Manhattan, and something had happened. It was like a bombing, and big clouds of smoke covered the whole end of Manhattan Island. You couldn't see the buildings at all for the smoke, but as soon as the smoke cleared, the landmarks would be gone. That was at New York City. Then the third dream I had, sirens were going past. I was in a diner, and all of a sudden, all these sirens started going by. Something had happened. All three dreams were the same event. It was in approximately 92, and what it was I saw in the dream was the destruction of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Every time, even to this day, that I see a replay of some of the newscast of that event, I just shudder because when they show it from New Jersey, it's exactly what I saw in that dream when my mother and I were in New York City and we went over to New Jersey. It's exactly the same. I have no idea why God would show something like that to me but that's what happened. Oh, by the way, in the first part, first dream where the tall building shook and it was like bombs were falling on us and it felt like the whole building was going to fall in on us. I heard these words. This is not the first bombing, but the second. After this happened at World Trade Center, of course, I remembered the first attempt at destroying the World Trade Center was somewhere 
in the mid-1990s, about 1994, 1996, somewhere around there. And I heard that this bombing was not the first bombing, but it was the second bombing. The Holy Spirit gives us information as God wills. And we can speak the information or share the information if we choose to do so. But for me, when I'm speaking to people, I always share what I hear. Just like today, I had never thought I was going to be telling about this bombing of the World Trade Center in that dream that I dreamed it, that I had this dream where this happened. I had not planned that. The Holy Spirit reminded me of it, and I yielded to the Holy Spirit and shared it with you. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit when you know it's God. Now, there are other spirits. There are spirits of devils that do harm. And there's our own flesh sometimes. That spirit will rise up and want us to do something or tell somebody off. Well, that's not God to tell somebody off. That's our own flesh wanting to do that. And when that happens, we can say, Oh God, please help me. Don't let me say this. Please don't let me do this. So you have to know which spirit it is. As far as I know, there are three times that we have the flesh, which would try to get us to say something. We have devils that would try to interfere and get us to do something or say something. And we have the Holy Spirit, which does the work of God. This is Joan Boney speaking, and all the scriptures that I have spoken today will be presented on our blog under podcast. So if you will go to Jesus Ministries Exhortations, look on the right-hand side of the page, Podcast, look up The Holy Spirit Never Makes Us Do Anything, you can find every scripture written out for you that I've spoken today. Again, the name of our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Be sure and put that word exhortation on there because there are several ministries named Jesus Ministries. This, our blog, is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.